Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, pro-life states fight back from the Biden administration trying to force abortion drugs through pharmacies. We need to talk about this. Let's get started. Welcome to the Pro-Life Podcast. Thank you for joining today on this Thursday. Before we get started with the Biden administration's shenanigans, let's introduce everybody. Hi, I am Veronica Arnold-Smither. I work in education. Emily Cook, our general counsel. Kim Schwartz, director of media and communication. And you may have noticed that Brent is not with us today. Uh, so he'll be back next week, um, but we've Pro-life think, ladies hour. Exactly. I think we can more than handle this today, right? <laughs> right. Yes, yes. So let's get started. Tell me what the uh, FDA is up to and the response from states. Sure. One of the battlegrounds now um, in the wake of Dobbs and um, states being allowed to uh, prohibit abortion and protect um, unborn children is this issue of over uh, over the counter abortion inducing drugs. How do you what does access to abortion inducing drugs um, look like? And that's one of the main battlegrounds right now. And so you've got um, you know pharmacies in every different state, and you have different states that have different laws about abortion inducing drugs. And the FDA, um, Federal Drug Administration, it's a federal agency, an executive agency that has come out and told pharmacies it doesn't matter what your state laws are, you can dispense. Um, essentially over-the-counter abortion-inducing drugs like RU486 and such. Um, and states have come out, pro-life states have come out and said, um, actually, no, you can't because our legislatures have passed laws that have requirements um, for how how this abortion drug can be accessed by pregnant women. And like here in Texas, um, I mean, in, in Texas, you have to have a physician. You would have to, um, I mean, it's just, we, we don't allow right. that to happen. If it was within one of the medical emergency exceptions yeah. um, that's allowed under um, Texas's prohibition, you just can't walk into a CVS or Walgreens and get it. It would yeah. have to be with a physician. Physicians order requiring an in-person physician, um, but that visit. varies. That varies state by state Absolutely. too. Like if I'm in California, of course they're going to be like delivering it, hand delivering the abortion drugs like to my front door with like a Valentine's Day card or something like that. That's on a silver platter. Oh my yeah, abortion yeah. for everyone. Yeah, yeah. 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 So in Texas, we the intention is of course to keep it as safe as possible for women, even though we don't. We want anyone to be able to have uh, an abortion unless there's an absolute emergency to save the life of a mother. So, yeah, like you said, in-person visit. That way they can do an ultrasound to check is this an ectopic pregnancy or not? Is this drug even appropriate or do they need to do something else? And, gosh, I'm just, the government, again, is yet again trying to overreach states' authority. Yeah, right. and you've seen... I mean, the issue of abortion and the legality of abortion in all 50 states, it started off as a... Um, this just juxtaposition, this pool between the federal government and state's ability to uh, regulate what is best for their citizens through their elected representatives. And um, that's what Roe abrogated. They took that power, Roe took that power away from states. And that's what the Dobbs decision last summer gave back to the states. Like, But that dichotomy, that fight is not going to go away. That is a continued battleground um, in uh, going to be a continued battleground in America as we change the culture to reject abortion. Um, we're going to have these legal fights about what is legal, and you're going to have the federal government versus state governments um, finding different ways to the federal government trying to, especially when you have such a pro-abortion administration, uh, 
find ways to try to circumvent the state's um, individual abilities to decide what is appropriate for their citizens. Um, And that's that's just yet another this latest action is just the last in a um, long line of actions that ever since Dobbs came down and even before in anticipation of Dobbs coming down that the federal government. Is trying to step in and um, provide um, abortion on demand. Yeah, and it's not even it's not even Congress. That would be a separate issue. The thing that's crazy right. is that it's it's Joe Biden himself with the executive branch saying, "Okay, FDA, this three letter agency, this bureaucracy, like you unelected people can be in charge of policy for the entire United States," and that's not how our government is supposed to work. If they wanted to override our state laws, they would have to do that through Congress. These uh, unelected bureaucrats in the federal government and the um, the executive branch can't override the state laws. And the Supreme Court has affirmed that even as recently as June uh, of saying that the executive branch can't override uh, state regulations. They can't pass their own regulations. That has to be done through Congress. But Joe Biden, once again, is like, what's the Constitution? Like, never yeah. heard of it. Well, he's been doing this with three-letter agencies for his whole presidency, saying, oh, the, the FBI can do this, or now the FDA can do this. And it's maddening. It makes me really passionate about reminding people how the government is actually supposed to work. Because if if enough people believe that the FDA has the authority to do this, people might push their... Wash, People might hold their hands up and say, oh, well, what a shame, you know, these pro-life states are going to lose now because the FDA is allowed to say anyone can dispense abortion pills. And it's like if you can convince someone that you have the authority, well, guess what? Now you have the authority. Yeah. yeah. What is that saying? Power is the perception of power? Yeah. Right? yeah. Or fake it till you make it. I mean, right. there's so many ways to describe this. And yeah. it's just horrible. We need to make sure we're educating people how the government is meant to work so that yeah. we can defend it, so that we can defend the, our own state laws. Because what if a lot of people in Texas said, oh, well, I throw my hands up. Now the FDA says we can, all the, all the states can dispense abortion pills. We have to say, no, it's yeah. not true until I don't believe it. And it's that's what, true. that's what pro-life states are actually fighting back, right? Like the right. attorney, the attorneys general in, def, in a bunch of different states have sent a letter and are working to like push back on the FDA saying like, you have said this, that doesn't override our state law. So we're still going to enforce our state law. So there's kind of this like tug of war between them right now. But I am really confident that the uh, the states will win in this fight because that's what the Supreme Court said in Dobbs, that this is not an issue for the federal government. This is for elected representatives. This is for the states to decide. And obviously, like that's not the end point that we want to be at. We do want to have um, protections for all unborn children in every single state. But the the fact of they're just trying to like wrestle this away in any way possible back from the states into the hands of the federal government, I think is a big mistake, but they don't really care. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important to have strong attorney generals too, yeah. who will fight back and um, against overreach from the federal government and um, will stand up and say, actually, this is not happening in our state. My people have, you know, through their elected representatives, have said X, Y, Z, and you're not going to. Um, superficially usurp that authority that is actually rests with our state. It's really important. Yeah. Now there's another lawsuit going on though. Like it's, it's so apparent that the abortion pills are the biggest frontier right now in the abortion battle. We see that through illegal means, but we also see it through different organizations trying to make it legal like the FDA, the Biden administration. But 
you mentioned a very interesting lawsuit, oh, yeah. new lawsuit. Give us a short synopsis and then we're going to have yeah. to go to break. So Sure. So uh, two we'll new that. states, um, the abortion activists in North Carolina and West Virginia are suing the state, suing the attorney general saying we should be able to distribute abortion pills. Ooh. All right. We're going to talk about that right after the break. Have a child in high school? Register them for Team Life Camp coming up on March 31st weekend in Kerrville, Texas. They're going to have a blast with canoeing, archery, hiking, and much more. All while learning how to better defend the unborn from the crazy agenda of the left. But hurry, the price increases on March 18th, so grab your tickets now. Every life is sacred. Every life is worthy of protection. Register now at TexasRightToLife.com camp. Without warning, you or your loved one could end up in the emergency room where every second counts and your medical wishes matter more than ever. However, if your loved one doesn't have the right medical documents on hand, they may not be able to make decisions for you in a crisis. My Life Angels solves all of this by walking you through step-by-step step in creating these important medical documents and storing them online securely for you and your family to access at any time. The service is only $7 a month, but use the link in our description for 20% off your initial subscription period. Don't let strangers make life and death decisions for you. Get the My Life Angels app today. Welcome back, friends. All right, Veronica, you were telling us about this other lawsuit from pharmacies trying to say we have the right to dispense abortion drugs and these yeah. mean old states are preventing us. Yeah. So federal government, please help us. Yeah. So two new lawsuits out of North Carolina and West Virginia, the abortion activists in those states are saying that pharmacies should have the right to distribute abortion pills even though there are current pro-life laws in those states saying you cannot. And their argument is that it's FDA approved. It's been, quote unquote, safe for a long time. And all these other states do it. So we should have the right to do it too. And so I'm super curious to see how these lawsuits are going to go. I think they're the first of their kind. And I should have seen it coming. Um, I bet our legislative department was like, well, of course we saw it coming. But I, I was like, oh, wow, this is new territory. Yeah. So I'm so curious to see what's going to happen next. Because uh, now I'm curious, what are the attorneys generals like in those states, North Carolina and West Virginia? I hope that they're strong and they're pro-life and that they're going to say, we have the right as a state. We've already passed this legislation. We're going to uphold it. And then uh, if the fight gets heated enough, they're going to have to take it to their circuit court and then see what happens. So, any, yeah, you're our general counsel over here any thoughts <laughs> i mean it, it goes it just goes back to it's going to be a, a tug of war between you know people we, we don't like you're talking about how government is supposed to work so what, what you're seeing is um results based and mm -hmm. they outcome based they're not the the abortion industry wants abortion on demand so badly that they don't care that no, a state, an executive agency really can't um, override mm -hmm. override the le state legislature's duly enacted laws. Uh, but they're going to try to do that anyway because they want that result. Yeah, and and that's backfired before too. That's what I was thinking about whenever you were explaining it a second ago, Veronica. That any procedure or process that you allow for your side you also allow for the other side. That's why whenever Roe v. Wade was overturned in part because of the Democrats in 2013 um, 
around 2013 in the Senate nuking the judicial filibuster. And so before then, um, they had this procedure that, you know, you have to meet a certain threshold of votes, like a very high bar to pass uh, judicial nominees, to confirm judicial nominees. The Democrats were really ticked off that uh, Republicans were blocking their judicial nominees. So Democrats were like, we're just going to erase the judicial filibuster and we'll ram through any of our nominees. And I remember Republicans warned at that time that this is, will come back and bite them. And sure enough, it did. And so I just recall with this, like, if they're saying, well, the federal government has the authority to uh, allow or disallow abortion pills. Well, you say that now when you have a Democrat president who loves abortion, but wait till you get the next Republican president. Are you saying then that the Republican president has the authority to ban abortion drugs throughout the United States? Because if that is the procedure that you're pursuing for your side, that's the pr procedure you're pursuing for the other side, yeah. too. And that's Absolutely. just tyrannical uh, dictatorship. Yeah. It's not there's no republic or democracy in there. And But the other point is Roe, the presence of Roe v. Wade for the past 50 years made abortion because it hamstrung states' abilities to protect unborn children. And so the abortion fight was la largely became and was seen as a legal fight. And but just all of these things that we've talked about today. Like in the courts. Right. Well, okay. but that that the legal that it's a legal fight that to deal with abortion, it's got to be fought on the legal front. And that was the focus of the pro-life movement. That was the focus of the on the other side of trying to keep abortion legal. Um, and so but you see these these nuances, um, uh, proper views of government, state sovereignty, um, separation of powers, all of these things that goes into uh, what abortion access would be in America and in individual states. But what we can't, but what we can't forget is that because there's so many nuances to the legal fight, the real battle is hearts. Yeah. The real battle is making abortion education, making abortion, showing it what it, what it is and conditioning, convincing people that it's not okay to murder an unborn child. And we have, we cannot be so focused on the legal issues as the answer to the abortion problem and forget that it's really a culture issue. Yeah. Right. And you don't have to, if you're not, a, not interested in politics or um, going to law school or legislation, you can, you can get a group together at your church. You can get host a pro-life conference on a Friday, on a Saturday or a Sunday and invite speakers, a pregnancy resource center, Texas Right to Life. We have phenomenal speakers, but those are ways to reach people. Um, the, the church is very uneducated. The American mm -hmm. church is very uneducated um, uh, on pro-life issues and just this guttural reaction that abortion is bad and anti-biblical. And just by doing that in your community, we have seen I mean, it, it pays dividends. And so that is a way that you don't have to go to the Capitol. You don't have to, um, you know, be all up on the latest political news to make a difference on the life issue, but you can, there are resources we are here for to help you with those resources to change hearts and minds in your actual community. True. Yeah. True. We have a request a speaker button on the website yep. somewhere. That maybe be dropped in the comments. That's yeah. a thing. We got you. We got you. We have more news. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there's this new series too that like to stay up to date, like you really can just go to our website and we publish articles as much as we can to make sure that you're involved. Because if you have conversations with people, you need to be informed if you're going to actually change hearts and minds. And so one series that I'm really excited about is this new topic on euthanasia that your team has started. 
Yes, thank you. You know, as as a pro-life community, we cannot forget that <laughs> the threats to vulnerable human life are against those who of us who are ill, who are um, suffering with a disability um, or a terminal illness, and the same reasons that we um, believe that abortion takes the lives of innocent human beings, euthanasia does the same. And mm-hmm. we we cannot put our head in the sand and believe that it's not coming to us because euthanasia is among us. It is just called different terms to try to try to convince us and get us more um, accustomed. To it, but it, but it has two different, you know, two different tenets uh, that you can identify if something is euthanasia. Taking decision making power away from the person that it rel- rightfully belongs to, the patient or um, patient or their surrogate, like a spouse or um, an adult child. Um, and the second tenet is uh, removing life affirming health care and instead providing care that hastens a person's death. If you've got those two prongs, it doesn't matter what label it is. It's euthanasia. Yeah. So one of the most common, um, increasingly common issues that we are we are facing um, are brain death diagnosis, mm-hmm. uh, brain death diagnoses. I was shocked in this article. What was the stat that said um, how many people are declared brain dead? About forty two every day. Wow. Is that in Texas? In, in America? The United States? In, in the United States? Wow. That's shocking. And. That is that's about about in 2016 was the latest stats that could come out for that. So what we have done is we're we've got a four part series, which we've released three out of the four of what you need to do need to know about brain death. Um, and if that is something that happens that your family or loved one is fate is being faced with. Um, so I encourage you to check out um, these are these are some of the main highlights of it is that brain death equals legal death. And that means that your loved one, even though you see them um you know, breathing, blood pressure, stats, they're warm to the touch. That means that they are considered legally deceased, which people are like, whoa, how is that possible? Um, and and, and it, the, the articles just go into um, what you need to know and how to approach those situations and, and kind of pulling the veil back. Um, people think that because it's a kind of a clinical diagnosis, that it's as easy as diagnosing whether you broke your leg. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, the standards differ from hospital to hospital, from rural area to urban area. Um, there, it, it, it's not as it is not practiced as simply as being able to say, "Yep, that arm is broken," which is a pretty objective clinical um, you would diagnosis <laughs> yeah. that you can find out. And then people are even more uneasy with the idea of brain death when they realize that the medical community themselves can't agree. Right. Do we actually what? What does brain death mean? Do we have the clinical tools? Okay, so we get a definition. If we can agree on a definition, do we even have the clinical tools to prove that? It gets, starts to get real scary when you realize that people are coming up to your bedside and saying, your father's brain dead. And so we're going to remove life support. Right. And there's nothing that you can do really at that point. Exactly. Exactly. But you think it's this objective black line and it's not. So like even Jahai McMath, we've talked about several times on this program, who she was diagnosed brain dead in California and they were going to remove life-sustaining treatment and then she would actually pass away. But then uh, there was just this huge rally of support around her and her family was able to transfer her to, I believe, New Jersey or Pennsylvania, one of the- New Jersey. New Jersey. And uh, she was not declared brain dead there. She was not declared dead there. And she actually lived for several more years um, 
in this in this brain dead state, but her body um, was actually showing signs that like, yes, she is alive. She's not brain dead in the sense of like biological death, which is what most people think of like, all of your organs are shutting down and like you really are deceased, but brain death, you don't have that same phenomenon. And you're exactly right. And one of the articles in our series talks about how brain death and biological death are not the same thing. Yeah. By what lay people, what right. normal people think, it's not. These terms have been recoined and they are just simply not what you, yeah. a normal person would think that they are. And it's, um, want to bring, um, bring light to that because these are, these are, things that folks are making decisions based off of and and brain injuries are tough. Yeah. But that comes to where are we as a society? Do we and and as a pro-life culture, do we rally around and take care of the most vulnerable among us or do we cast them aside cuz they're no longer useful? Right. Yeah. And I mean, got to be reminded too of how many of these stories people actually recover. Yeah. So we have we had a guest on one of the previous episodes Jenny Hammond. Check out. Yeah, Jenny Hammond. She, um, people were around her saying she was brain dead. She had long dead syndrome and she could hear them and she woke up and they were like, whoa, okay. Maybe we were wrong about the brain death situation. And that kind of thing happens all the time. So, um, it's, it is pretty scary to think, well, who has the authority to declare this? And is it against the family's will or not? And we just need to be really careful. So that's something that Texas Right to Life is very focused on euthanasia battle yeah so check that out on our website really excited for all of the pieces and next week we will have part four on it so make sure you check our website uh, texasrighttolife.com i believe that is all the time that we have for today but uh thank you for joining for watching make sure you share this with your church your friends your family like share subscribe all the things and we will see you next week